God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, we come before you, God, eager and desirous to hear from you. Abba, we're desirous to change, Lord God, and be transformed and go to another degree of glory to be more like you, Lord, after we hear the word today, God, that we would seek to apply it to our lives. God, that your word would change us. Abba, that your word would rule and reign in our hearts. God, that we would be fruitful for your kingdom and for your glory. And we ask it in Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. Pray this with me. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey your word today in Yeshua's name. We've been praying that every week because that's important, right? That we would ask God to give us revelation of the word. Because only when that word is revelation to our heart. Do you know you could read the same passage a million times and it do absolutely nothing for you? Like you read it and you know it and you kind of like buzz by it. And then one day you read it and you get a revelation of the truth. And it just comes alive in your heart like never before. And you see something that you've never seen and it changes your life. That is what God wants to do when we read and encounter his word. So we ask him, God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, and a heart to perceive. And then after all that takes place, we have to obey God's word, right? Because if we stop short, right, in obeying the word of God, it doesn't accomplish its purpose. It's when we live out the word of God that it changes our life. Amen? That was free, okay? Let's get into it. Today, we're starting a message entitled, message series entitled, Elul. Say Elul. It's the month of Elul. That's what we're in right now. Okay, give me a second as my iPad just went crazy. (laughs) The title of the message is Elul, Preparation for Spiritual Renewal. Okay? We're approaching the High Holy Days. Today is Elul 4. And we're approaching the High Holy Days and specifically Yom Kippur in... Quick math, 36 days. And the month of Elul is considered the start of the season of repentance. This season, like I said, is it's 40 days from Elul 1 to Tishri 10, which is Yom Kippur. As the month of divine mercy and forgiveness... Elul is a most opportune time for teshuvah, or returning to God, an opportune time for prayer and charity, an opportune time for increased ahavat Yisrael, which is love for our fellow Jews. In the quest for self-improvement and closer, getting closer to God, this month is paramount. So listen... We know God gives the Moedim, right? These are appointed times. 
They're not by accident. They're on God's calendar. And this month of Elul is to prepare us. Amen? Say prepare. It's to prepare me. It's to prepare you to draw closer to God. That's the design, that through the high holy days and this whole season from Elul 1st all the way through Tishri 10 and then through Sukkot, right, is to draw closer to God. Rabbi Zalman of Ladi likens the month of Elul to a time when the king is in the field. That's an interesting phrase, right? And in contrast to when the king is in the royal palace. So think of the king, right? It's the time where the king is in the field. When the king is in the royal palace, what's your odds of getting close to the king? <laughs> Not good, right? Because a palace is kind of a secure place, right? But when the king comes to the field, he is accessible to people, correct? And so this is the time where the king okay, is in the field, and everyone who so desires is permitted to meet with the king. And he receives them all with a cheerful countenance, showing a smiling face to them all. God is desirous, what does that speak of? A personal encounter with God. Elul is to prepare us for a personal encounter with God. But Rabbi, I had an encounter with God yesterday. Great. It's for a new and greater personal encounter with God this coming year. Isn't it great that God, we know him in a personal way, yet he ever calls us deeper and closer to him? How many people are married in this room? You knew your wife on day one of your marriage, but don't you know if your marriage is healthy and growing, you know her better today? Why? Because you grow closer and closer and closer. And so it is with our relationship with God. One writer said, On the new moon of Elul, the Holy One, blessed be he, said to Moshe, Come up to me into the mountain. Then a ram's horn was blown throughout the camp, for behold, Moshe was, ex- was ascending Mount Sinai, that Israel should not stray again and worship idols. It was after the golden calf, right? On that day, the Holy One, blessed be he, was exalted by that same ram's horn. As it is said, God has gone up amidst shouting. The Lord amidst the sound of the horn, the shofar. Therefore, the sages instituted the custom of blowing the ram's horn on the first day of Elul. Matter of fact, you blow the shofar every day during the month of Elul. Since the month of Elul is the final Jewish month before Rosh Hashanah, it is a time devoted to soul-searching in preparation for the High Holy Days. Again, not a haphazard time, but a God-appointed time, a season to search our souls and to see how they're doing in relationship to God. That's a good thing, guys. <laughs> it's a good thing. Why? Because God, okay, his end game is that you would be closer to him. And I want to tell you this. The closer you, to, you are to God, the happier you will be. You hear that? The closer you are to God, the happier you will be, 
the better your life will be, okay? You will feel more fulfilled and satisfied and completed the closer you are to God. Salichot are recited, which are prayers of repentance during the, during the month of Elul, which again leads up to Rosh Hashanah. The shofar, like I said, is blown daily during the month of Elul. And it's blown with anticipation. Why anticipation? Because as we prepare to go through the high holy days, it is with the expectation that by the time we reach the end of Sukkot, that we will be that much closer to God. We will know him better. Our hearts will be more liberated and free by all that time we spent seeking his face and going after God. Someone say amen. One of the other things that is done during a lull is the twice daily recitation of Tehillim Psalm 27. It is Tehillim Psalm 27 that we will focus on over the next few weeks to glean its truths in our personal preparation for the high holy days. So we're going to look at Psalm 27 because it's something that we are to read twice a day and we're to do it for a reason because it speaks to us about our relationship to God. Amen? So let's read it by David. Adonai is my light and my salvation. Whom do I need to fear? Adonai is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers assailed me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they stumbled and fell. If an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. If war breaks out against me, even then will I keep trusting. That's the first three verses, and we're going to focus on those three verses today. Only here, now think of this, only here in this psalm is Adonai called my light. My light. Adonai Ori. The Lord is my light. And this means that he is the source of life and vitality. He is. He is also called my salvation. Adonai Maoz. Chayai. The stronghold of my life. And that is the one who saves me. The stronghold of my life is a figure of protection and security. How many of you know that in this day and age, people are looking for security and safety? And God says, Adonai ma'oz chayai. I, the Lord, is the stronghold of my life. Do you believe that? It's important. Of whom shall I be afraid? I don't want to see hands, but let me ask you, how many of you struggle with fear? Perhaps you're afraid of what's going on in the world around us. Perhaps you're afraid 
of what's going on in your personal life. Perhaps you're afraid of a lack of finances. Perhaps you're afraid about relationships that you have. There's tons of things in this world to be afraid of. But it says, if Adonai is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? These questions are emphatic ways that the psalmist says that he has confidence in God. Because the Lord is his light and his salvation, is there anything to fear? Is there anything to be afraid of? God is with me. Amen? That's the whole point of the High Holy Days, is to draw closer to God. This month is a month of spiritual, say spiritual, preparation. Listen, I know in the High Holy Days, I know in a few weeks you're going to be selecting your brisket. And all the goodies that goes with it. And listen, no one loves matzo ball soup like the rabbi. I only get it a couple of times a year. I love it. I can eat it every day. Hint, 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 my wife. (laughs) Uh, But I get it a couple of times a year. But guess what? Those preparations aren't primary. They're not even secondary. Maybe they're not even tertiary. They're way down on the list. The first preparation that we make is spiritual preparation. Amen? So, this is a great way to live, right? To be confident in God. And it's only possible when we know and acknowledge God, first of all, as Adonai Ori. Say Adonai Ori. The Lord is my light. Now, I was, as I was coming in today, I was thinking about it several different ways because you could put the emphasis on different things. The Lord is my light, right? Focusing on him. Or you could say the Lord is absolutely my light. Or the Lord is my light. He's my personal light. He's my personal illuminator of my soul. He's the one that makes my life go well. Okay, now, hear me. When I say he makes my life go well, it doesn't mean my life is free from sorus. Do you know what I mean, sorus? Trouble, right? It doesn't mean my life is free from sorus. It means that God is with me as I go through sorus. Because sorus doesn't come from God. It comes from, I hate to say it, folks, people. <laughs> you know, the people you work with, the, the neighbors, the people that are in the world, sorus comes, right? Sometimes sorus comes from yourself. You give yourself sorus by some of the decisions that you make. But sorus doesn't come from God. So God is my light and he helps us through those times. Amen? Adonai is my light and my salvation. Whom do I need to fear? Adonai is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In the Brit Chadashah, it says, He who is the blessed and only potentate. Know what a potentate is? The highest authority. He who is the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings 
and the Lord of Lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Guys, that should excite us, huh? Awesome. That's who God is. David expressed great confidence in the Lord because the Lord was his light. And light signifies understanding, joy, and life. Only through God can we truly come to understand who we are and why we are here on this earth. Do you know that is the number one question people have? What's the purpose of life? Why am I here? Might not be your first question, but it is the number one question that human beings ask. Why am I here and what's my purpose? God's light gives us understanding to who we are and why we are here. God's light gives us joy not based on external realities. You hear that? Joy not based on external realities. How many of us are looking for joy? Most people look for joy by their external circumstances. To get joy from the weekend. To get joy from purchasing items, shoes, cars, houses, TVs. Get joy from celebrating with your family. Not that those things are not okay. Of course they are. But only in God can we experience true joy. Not based on external realities, but joy that is in our kishkas, that is in us, that cannot be shaken by troubles and challenges and the hardships of life. And lastly, God's light helps us to enjoy life. That he's given to us. Let me tell you, this is the problem with with man. And sometimes even believers, we're looking for that light from other sources. Our source isn't God's light. It's man-made light. And we're looking to get all those things to understand who we are to have joy deep in our kiskas, to have the true life experience that we think we deserve, and we're trying to get it from man-made light. Friends, you're never going to get it from man-made light. You're not going to get it from any other source but God. We're in a lull. We're in a time of spiritual preparation where we're looking to get closer to his light, right? That the Lord is and would be My light, the one who would illuminate my path. How many times are we looking for other things to illuminate our way? And we look out in the world and people are as lost as lost could be. People are groping around in darkness. Friends, if I turn the lights off in this building and could somehow get this room in total blackness, you would not move confidently throughout this room. 
you would start to move like this. Now, I just closed my eyes. I'm pretty sure where things are here, but let me tell you, I'm not going to move confidently because after a couple of steps, I kind of lost my bearings. And I'm going to have to really move. Now, I think I'm in the middle of the aisle. Oh, pretty good. But let me tell you, I was not confident of that. And my life is going to be really difficult. But when God illuminates our path, we can walk confidently through life. Yeshiahu 51 and 4 says, Pay attention to me, O my people. When God says that, you should pay attention, don't you think? Pay attention to me, O my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. For a law will go forth from me, and I will set justice for a light. Say a light for the peoples. God's instructions guide our way. What are you living your life by? That's an important question. Listen, the world has the way they do business. And they don't do business governed by the word of God. They just don't. So often, though, we believers look for the world to somehow get our bearings. Okay, I'm going to step on a toe or two here. Or we look to Fox News. Or maybe you're a CNN person, whatever. We look to the news to get our bearings. Friends, you're never going to get your bearings from the news. You're going to get your bearings from the Word of God. The Word of God illuminates our way. It says in Habakkuk 3.4, His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from His hands, speaking of God. And there His power was hidden. You see, as humans, we sometimes feel powerless Yet his light is our source of power and strength. In Tehillim 119 and 105, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light unto my path. What does it say? Your word. We heard it today, and we hear it every week, that Yeshua, we we bless the written word, right, which God gave us, the Torah, and Yeshua, the living word. The living word is a Jewish concept, friends. Okay, it is called Memra, the Aramaic, from the Aramaic. That Yeshua is the embodiment, the living word of God. He is God come to life in the word. Yeshua is that word. He is the word. In the beginning was the word. That statement from Yochanan is a Jewish concept. In the beginning was the Memra. And the Memra was with God and the Memra was God. Okay, God becoming the living embodiment of his word. That is Yeshua. The word is a a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeshua is the light of mankind. He is the way our life is illuminated. God, Hashem, sent Mashiach that through him our way would be illuminated. Think about this season of Elul as we prepare for the high holy days. 
We're looking for God's light to illuminate our hearts so we could walk in his ways. Yeshua is that light. What is that telling us? That we need to draw closer to him. We need to draw closer. How well do you know Yeshua? And how well does Yeshua know you? You know what? When you say something like that, people speak hastily. Oh, I know Yeshua. Can I tell you, I've been walking with Yeshua for a long time. And yes, I know him. But let me tell you, I want to know him so much more than I know him now. And I need to know him so much more than I know him now. Friend, I highly doubt that you um, are seeking the Lord any more fervent than I am. I'm going after God every single day. And if you are too, Baruch Hashem. Awesome. But I'll tell you what, I'm going after God. And I'm telling you, I need to know God way more than I know him now. I want to know God because I want to know him as my light, the one who illuminates my way. You see, he's not only my light, but he's also my consolation. Let me go back to you before I get there. I'm going to go to salvation. But it says in Kepha Aleph 2.9, but you, say I, you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Think about this. He has called us away from darkness Yet sometimes people refuse to release it. They continue to hang on to worldly ways. That's darkness. But he's called us out of darkness and into his glorious, say glorious, light. If you don't know Yeshua that way, if you don't know Yeshua as your glorious light, then you need to do some soul searching. Because for some of us, there's other things that's our glorious light. It could be our job. It could be our family. It could be our children. Oh, they're our glorious light. Wrong. God is our glorious light. The Messiah. That's why he came. Do you think God sent his son to suffer so greatly so that we could just mix him into our life? It says that Yeshua, the Messiah, is our life, and our life is now hidden with God in Him. That's what the Burkhadishah says that our life is now hidden with God in Yeshua. Listen, if you're trying to have a life outside of Yeshua, your life is not light, He is the light, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Because he is our salvation, Adonai, Ori, Ve'yishi. Adonai, Ori, Ve'yishi. The Lord is my salvation. Say that. My salvation. God is my salvation. My salvation does not come from me. It doesn't come from anything I can do or produce, my salvation comes from God. And if I'm going to be saved, because that's what salvation means, right? The Lord is my salvation, right? 
Yishi, and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And if he is my salvation, that means that I'm going to be saved. And it's going to be by the hand of God. And in this psalm, David is speaking of a personal, say personal, salvation. That's what he's talking about. Not just, oh, God, God is salvation. God is my salvation. My personal Savior. David not only needed saving from his physical enemies, but he also needed saving from his self and his sinful ways. And it's evident in Tehillim Psalm 51. Verse 1, look what it says. Have mercy. What are we doing? It's the month of Elul. What do we want God to do for us through the high holidays? God, have mercy on me. That's what David is crying out. God, have mercy on me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, vedui, right? Selichot. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, only you have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. You see, David recognized his need for personal salvation. I have a question. Have you accepted your personal salvation through the personal Savior, the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua? Have you done that? Have you done that? Have you said yes to Yeshua? Yes, Yeshua, I believe you came. Because let me tell you this. It's very, very, very simple, crystal clear. Okay, if the Mashiach did not come prior to the destruction of the second temple, then no Mashiach will ever be. Because the word of God says that Mashiach had to come prior to the destruction of the second temple. So if he is Mashiach, have you accepted him and said, like, the, like Yeshiahu writes, Behold! God is my salvation. You know, the Yeshi is the root from when we get Yeshua. Yeshua is my salvation. Have you done that? All I can tell you is this. There is no more important thing that you'll ever do in your life than to accept Yeshua as your Messiah. Nothing. There is nothing more important in life. All of this that we see is a mere facade. That one day it's going to be, it's going to be like rubble. And the only thing that's going to matter is your, the condition of your soul before God. Are you going to have a Savior? Well, if you've never accepted, when I say accept, it's simply believe. Who has believed? The report that God gave 
about who the Messiah would be. Yeshiyahu, Isaiah 53, lays it out as clear as day. It speaks of Yeshua. And if you never said, yes, Yeshua, I believe the report of who you said you are, that you are the Mashiach, who would be my salvation, then do it with me now. Say, Lord God, I thank you that you are merciful and kind, full of compassion. Forgive me. I have fallen short of your Torah in word, in deed, in the thoughts of my heart. Lord, forgive me. I repent today. I turn away from my sin. And I accept Yeshua as my salvation, the one who paid the penalty, who shed his blood, that I could be atoned for. Lord, I believe. And I commit to follow him all my days. Amen. Very simple. If you said that and believed that, then the scripture says that you are now born anew. Something happened in your kishkas, in your spirit. That switch got turned on. And now you have access to God that you never had before. And if you did that for the first time, let me know after the service. Because I want to tell you, I'm not joking. That decision transformed my life. I said a similar prayer. I said it in my bedroom, all by myself, sitting on my bed. Come to conclude that, yes, Yeshua was Mashiach. And I said a simple prayer like that between me and God, and my life has literally never been the same since. And he'll do the same for you. Second thing that I'm going to get through today, real quick, is that Adonai... is the stronghold of my life. Adonai ma'oz chayai. Or Adonai me'uzi. The Lord is my stronghold. What is a stronghold? My strength. He's my strength. Friends, how you doing in the, in the strength department here? Feeling good like you could conquer the world? Or do you need a little help? Wave at me if you need a little help. Yeah. Couple of you. So he's not only our salvation and our light, he is the stronghold of our lives. The word translated stronghold, ma'oz, can be, like I said, translated strength. It's also translated strong tower, right? He's the place. What's a strong tower? In the Psalms, it talks about a place I could run into and be safe. You know what I call it? Like my safe room. You ever hear of a safe room? You ever see those spy stories? The safe room, go and get into the safe room. That's the room where you can go in and you, you press that button and everything locks. The windows close, the bars come down, right? Everything, you get pumped, fresh air pumped in. You hit the button, there's food there. It's a safe room where you can live a long time. You got fresh water, goodies. Come on, goodies. And you can live in that room forever safe. From the bad guys. 
Yeshua is our stronghold. He's the one that gives us come by. What does it say? Come and buy without money and without cost. He is the living water that never ends, who refreshes our soul, who breathes life into our being, who is the bread of heaven, the bread of life. Right? Yeshua was born where? Beit Lechem. The house of bread. He is the living bread that came down from heaven. And when we partake of him, what does it mean when we partake of him? As we connect to him and are in relationship to him, we'll never be hungry. We're in that safe room, safe and secure from the enemy's plans. With all the spiritual food, it sounds like the Indians are getting restless downstairs. <laughs> But we're safe and secure. I love it, by the way. Our kids are awesome. Baruch Hashem, right? <laughs> Rabbi Carol's like, oh my goodness. It's, yeah, it's a nursery. The nursery, they're having fun. Amen. Tehillim 37.9 says this. Yet the salvation of the righteous is from Adonai. He is their stronghold. Ma'oz, in time of trouble. For you are my God, my stronghold. Think of what God is showing us here. He is our place of safety. We don't produce it ourselves. We simply go to him and he provides it for us through our relationship with him. You know what so many people in these crazy times we live in are trying to do things in their own strength in order to provide a feeling of safety and security. As it says, safety and security come from God and our relationship to him. If you want to live a life that is free from fear, then run to God. Adonai is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's what David says here. When evildoers assailed me to devour my flesh. What is he talking about? My adversaries and foes, they stumble and fell. David is talking about when evil people came to do him harm. In this case, to devour his flesh means they came to kill him. That's pretty serious, isn't it? They came to kill David. And David said, when people come against me, even to kill me, that they, he believed that God would save him, that he would run into the presence of God and sit at his feet and meditate on his word and call upon his name. That's a good formula. To sit at his feet, to meditate on his word and call upon his name. How many of us have done that lately? We need to do that daily. And not in a religious way. Hear me. We could do it in a religious way. We could just do it real quick. We could go through our readings. We could go through our prayers. But it never really penetrated our heart. God does not look on the exterior, it says. 
So everything that we did today, right? We worship God. We lift our hands, right? Because that's what it tells us in the Psalms to do. We lift our voice. But you know what? There can be a disconnect between our actions and our heart. God is looking upon our heart. Are we connecting at a heart level? Sitting at his feet, meditating on his word. David did this. And look what it says. On that note in Tehillim 91, he who dwells, say dwells. If I said, come and dwell with me, do you know what that would mean? Basically, come hang out with me. Come dwell with me. Come hang out with me. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of Elyon, the Most High, will abide under the shadow of Shaddai. I will say of Adonai, he is my refuge, my fortress, my ma'oz, my God in whom I trust. Friends, we're in a month of preparation. Don't miss this opportunity. This is not... You know, sometimes we come to God. Remember there's a scripture I quoted earlier that we are a royal priesthood? Okay, let me, let me, I want to digress for a brief moment. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, right? What did the, do you know what the role of the priesthood was in the scheme of things in the Tanakh? The priesthood didn't come to the tabernacle to receive as much as they came to give. Am I right? The priesthood did all the work. When God decided, hey guys, we're moving the tent and we're going to go 15 miles that way, what did the priesthood do? They got everything wrapped up, ready to go, bundled up, the ark, the the table, the menorah, everything, and they moved. And then they reset up wherever God said. When it was set up, what did the priesthood do? They were like, it was a modern day butchery. Because when Rena took took the offering for the service, I want to tell you something. Worship and giving always go hand in hand. Every time worship was taking place in the tabernacle and temple, there was sacrifices that the people bring going on. There is no such thing as worship devoid of giving. The priesthood was responsible for all of that. Listen, both of my uncles were Jewish butchers. And I love my uncles. They both have since passed. My uncles were thick. They were tall and thick. You know why they were thick? It's for years because they were butchers back in the day, not when everything came already sectioned off. They were used to butchering whole animals. Okay, that's a lot of work. Those animals are heavy. It's a brutal job to be a butcher. All those sacrifices, when you read about it in the Torah, were taken apart by the Levitical priesthood, right? They didn't come 
to the, to the, to the temple of God just to sit and receive. Although, listen, when you give to God, he always gives more back to you than you give to him. I'll tell you that. But they came to give, to sacrifice, to work, to worship. I'm going to do the last thing and I'm going to get do it in three minutes. Say you believe me. Man, you have faith. I never saw such great faith in all of Israel. <laughs> all... <laughs> Let's give it a whirl. The last thing I want to tell you is you need to have faith in God. Oh, Rabbi. <laughs> Many of us here, like David, are in a fight. It might not be a physical fight, but it is certainly a spiritual fight. And like David, we too can keep trusting God even though the battle is raging around us. Look what he says at the end of verse 3. If an army, and now think about this. If an army encamps around me, David is one man, correct? If an army, if the U.S. Army encamps around me, even then will I keep trusting Is he out of his mind? (laughs) Is David, did he have too many, you know, locusts and wild honey? I mean, what's up with him? Is he crazed? If an army camps around me, even then, will I keep trusting God? Yes. Do you want to know why? Because David knew something and saw something that sometimes you and I don't know and see. And when I say no, not you, listen, you could spit out scripture to me and show me you know it intellectually. But knowing it intellectually is not the same as knowing it in your heart. When you know it in your heart, you don't have fear. When you know it in your mind, you say, yikes. David knew it in his heart. And I want to show you a great example. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you the story. The king of Syria was making war against Israel. And the king of Syria really wanted to wipe out Elisha. And wanted to go, this prophet was just a thorn in his flesh. And he wants to go get Elisha. And he's just going to, he's going to just take care of Elisha. And the king of Syria... Think of Syria. You know what's going on in Syria today? Right? It's a hot mess. Think of the army of Syria going down to find Elisha. Not the army of Israel. Elisha. One prophet. And so Elisha's in the town. And his servant comes and says, Elisha. Elisha. By the way, that's how you say his name in Hebrew. I know... In English, it's Elisha, but his name is Elisha. That's what his name is. So anyway, and he knocks on the door. Prophet, there's an army. The Syrian army is all around us. Let's run for the hills. And Elisha, cool as a cucumber. Oh, worry. Don't. Listen, servant, don't worry. Relax, relax, 
Don't worry, because more are with us than are with them. And he said, O God of heaven and earth, open my servant's eyes so he could see. What is he saying? Show him, God, what I see. Show him why I'm not troubled. Show him why I'm so calm, though an army encamps against me. And God opened the servant's eyes and he saw chariots of fire all around, angelic host, an army of God, so powerful, so mighty, that he said, ho, 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 I see, and I'm not afraid. You see, faith in God gives us confidence. We see things that people can't see that are beyond the natural. You know what? In the natural, you see the doctor's report. In the natural, you feel the aches and pains. In the natural, you see what's, what's not in your checkbook. In the natural, you see relationships deteriorating. But guess what? There's another realm to peek into, and that is the realm of faith. That is the realm where God lives. And he doesn't live in theory. He doesn't live through stories. He actually lives with all his angelic hosts ready to come to bear on your behalf. Alicia was not worried at all. God opened his eyes that he may see that you're right here with us. That no harm is going to come to us because more are with us than with that vast army. How are you doing in your life? How are you doing in your life? Are you confident in God? Listen, I know every single person in this room has stuff going on. Your personal stuff, your family stuff, your emotional stuff, your physical stuff, a lot of stuff. That if and you look in the natural and you say, Oi. And you want to throw in the towel. But we need to pray, God, open our eyes. That we would see what the scoop really is. What does Yeshua say? You know, he says the same thing that Alicia knew. Never will I leave you. Never. Never will I forsake you. Never. Yeshua is our salvation. And he'll never leave us, ever. And never forsake us. He'll always be there. And though we might not be able to see him in the natural, just like the servant couldn't see him in the natural, but we could see him with the eyes of the Spirit. We could see that he's there, that he is just as real and even more real than the armies of men. That God has not left us forsaken in our times of trouble. The only problem is we're seeing only through natural eyes. And I'll tell you, listen, folks, if you look only through natural eyes, diseases are terrifying. Financial concerns are debilitating. Relationships seem hopeless when you look with your natural eyes. But when you look through eyes of faith, all things are possible. And all things 
come to be when we believe. What's the only difference between Elisha and the servant? The fact was, God was there. Elisha saw him. The servant didn't. Elisha had faith. The servant didn't. Until Elisha prayed for him. What are you going to have? We're, we're doing a preparation that we would grow through this high holiday season. What type of believer are you going to be? One that has faith in God? Right? One that has the help of the resources of heaven at your disposal? Or are we just going to be walking by our own sight, our own ingenuity, our own intellect, our own ability to produce? Friends, I want to encourage you. Walk by faith. So remember, he is Adonai Ori, our light. Adonai Meuzi, our strength. And because of this, we can maintain our faith through the fight by seeing past the natural and trusting in all God's promises. You know, I'll just tell you a quick testimony as we close. Believe it or not, even the rabbis sometimes get discouraged. And I was a little discouraged. And I said, God, I just need you. Because you know what? When you are discouraged, be honest with you, I don't need to hear from me. Because right about now, I'm tired of listening to myself. So trust me, I'm fixing the clothes. <laughs> and I was discouraged. And I said, God, I want to hear from you. Because only he has a way of reassuring my heart. And I said, God, speak to me. And I, the second I said it, I heard, I heard a scripture. And he said, Psalm 56. So now you have to go home and read 50, <laughs> Psalm 56. I know you'll be encouraged by it. He said, Psalm 56. And you know, every time God, God speaks to me like that, he gives me something. And my eyes lit up because... I knew, I just heard from God, bing, and I start reaching, where's my iPad, get it, Psalm 56, I read Psalm 56, can I tell you, whatever that was going on in my life, changed immediately, God spoke to me, God spoke to me, and can I tell you, it's happening so many, that's not coincidence, God spoke to me, everything in that Psalm was what I was feeling, and God addressed every single thing, every question I had, spoke to me. Guess what? I skipped out of the room after my devotions, really happy and not discouraged anymore. You want to know why? Because God showed me that he's with me. Maybe the situation didn't even change. doesn't matter. The situation didn't change for Elisha and the servant. What did God just show him? God, I'm with you. Don't worry. Right? In your life, you have a situation. I know some of you have some serious situations in this room. 
And you know what you need to know? This is a word from God, that God is with you and God is for you. He is. That's all you really need to know and that's all you need to grab heart. Yeah, I know, Rabbi, but nothing's changing. Don't worry. God is with you and God is for you. And you know what? I know we can't see. What what are you doing, God? What are you doing? We can't see often what God is doing through these twisted combobulations of life, the things we go through. But God is doing something awesome in your life because he's with you and he's for you. Let's stand. Adonai, ori veishi. Adonai, maoz chayai. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Who shall I be afraid? Army? Trouble? Problem? In him, even though war break out against me, and an army encamp around me, right outside my front door, even then, will I keep trusting the living God. Amen? Just bow your hearts, and I want to pray for you. Avinu Malkinu, Father, I King. Father, I pray over every life here. God, I know there are situations here that are overwhelming to people. God, I know there are problems people have that only you can solve. God, I know there are physical ailments, God, that only you could truly heal. Father, I know there are circumstances, Lord, that people are discouraged and distraught over. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would give each one a revelation of your nearness, of your closeness. God, that you are with them. Lord, that you didn't leave them or forsake them. God, you are with them right now, right in the midst of that situation, God. Lord, and you want to deliver them. So, Father, I pray, God, Lord, as they seek your face, draw near to them. Show them, God, your great love and your great mercy. Show them your strength and your power. Through the name of your servant, Yeshua. Amen. Stretch forth your hand. Yorer Adonai panavilecha vichunecha. Yesar Adonai panavilecha. Vyesim lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah, lift up his countenance upon you and give you his sweet shalom. Father, bless your people, Lord, exceedingly abundantly above all they ask or even imagine. In Yeshua's name, amen. Shabbat shalom. Thanks for listening.